Welcome back, punters. BJ, how are you, mate? Uh, the way in episode four. Jeez, we're having fun. We are having fun. We're trying to find some winners. Mm. Uh, we got win on, one, one in on Wednesday, uh, which you're about to allude to. So I'm excited about him. He seems a, a nice horse, but. Yeah, I think we're finding them. Uh, they they really haven't been because it's just sort of been um, off season horses going around. So our first mm. couple of episodes of the weigh-in, sort of horses that are, are getting towards the end of their preparation. Um, but the good horses are back. We're starting to see group racing come around. Yep. We've got exciting racing this weekend. I can't we wait for it. There is a post on our, our socials with all the feature races this weekend in Sydney and Melbourne and. Mate, I got a little bit excited doing it up, just going through the likes of Sandown and Randwick. There are some genuine Group 1 horses back this weekend, and of course, the first Group 1 of the, the calendar year, the CFO down in Melbourne. Um, we might touch on that at the end of the show, but uh, mate, the way in, what have we found so far? We've found sort of spacewalks come out and, and won out after being in addition. I think he might be the only winner, but there's been a few horses that have uh, run reasonably well. Yeah, um, I don't think we've had many runners. We had Mon Felicity in on Saturday, but she was sort of wasn't really her race. No. She was back in trip. Um, we were expecting her to go up. She was three weeks between runs, so um, I probably don't think that was her race. But she did run well when she was well back. Mm. So I think eighteen dollars and they went up, and she started about eight eight dollars fifty nine dollars. But she ran yeah. fourth, so she ran well. Um, and probably sets up for a fourth up run over a mile and a quarter, something like that. You'd imagine that. It'd probably be on the agenda with her. Maybe like a, a Parramatta Cup could be the sort of race they try and pin pin with her. Um, but, mate, a tough day for members only. We had the one winner. Um, and, again, tail of, the, tail of probably the last fortnight or three weeks now. It's just been a little bit unlucky. The first horse we're going to, we're going to add into the Black Book was one that we did back in uh, Running Bear. Um, geez, she she had a tough trip and she had the audacity to keep coming and only just got beaten. Yeah, I think we were very uh, stiff all day. It started off with Banana Queen. Um, expected her to land outside the leader. It's, instead, she's out the back. She hits the front of the furlong. McCauley had her all over a winner at the. Even at, she looked like she was going to win 100 metres from yeah. home, and then that was just that last 50 metres. Uh, Lecvade got the better of her, but then it really got rough later in the day with uh, horses like uh, High Court. We backed him at about 30 to 1. He was 4 and 5 deep the entire. Um, he hit the front at the top of the straight. I think even if Jones is a little bit more patient aboard him, um, he probably wins the race. Uh, so he had a tough run. He was really good. Um, then, as you said, this horse, which we'll get, it, get into in a second, but also in the third race, we, we backed uh, Carolina Fire, who was a, a good firm up. I think she was about $12 into yeah. about $6. And I think Dave Ford went too slowly on her. He had a 12-second sectional between uh, both the 1,000 and the 800 and the 800 and the 600. And then... Uh, 1184 sectional between the six and the four. So that's just not quickening enough. And he sat on top of her, of her and that just lets the back markers get into the race. Um, a lot of people think that if you go quicker, uh, it, it sets up better for the back markers. Yeah. But if you quicken at the right time, um, gets them off the bit, it doesn't get them cheap sectionals to get into the race. They have to work to get into the race. And um, I think it's probably a different result. But Essentially, um, you're losing your advantage, aren't you? You're, you're, you're in front, make them chase you, make, yeah, them, make them catch you. And when you, when you go that slowly, especially at that sort of point where those horses behind you can start to build the, build the revs and build the momentum into the race, 
that, yeah. that advantage is gone and exactly you're right. a sitting duck. Exactly right. I think um, probably about the 600, the winner, Dr. Evil, uh, was giving us about five lengths and because we had a cheap sectional between the six and the four, he can just get get cheap yeah. three lengths and he, he's two lengths within you. And, and over, the concluding sta- over the concluding stages, he's always going to be too strong. Um, but yeah, this horse, Running Bear, she was another one we backed. We, we took $13. Uh, she was lighting up on Betfair late at about $11. But I thought she went super. She was 210 days between runs. She was uh, three and four deep without cover. She drew well enough. Uh, just victim of circumstances, wide, without cover. Very good sectional between the four and the yep. two, and then she just peaked on her effort late. She just uh, probably needed the run, um, and given the tough run that she had, uh, she can only strip fitter for that effort. She's probably going to be better suited over 1,400 metres. She's probably a country championships horse, um, and I thought she went very good, and I think she'll be winning a race like this in the near future. Yep, I agree. She, um, we got a little bit excited there at, the, at about the 300 when she did hit the front and she quickened really nicely. And yeah. It was just one of those days, really, where James McDonald, he was, especially early in the card, he rode three of the first four winners. He was just on, on and when he's on, he's, uh, he's pretty hard to beat, isn't he, sometimes? 100%. He's too yep. good. He just um, times races beautifully. I will make mention of preemptory. Yep. Um, it was really well supported, but it had absolutely no luck. I'm not sure if it wins or not. It just... Absolute complete excuse. It, it looked like it had plenty to give. It just had nowhere to go. So that's running bare and preemptory out of the uh, the highway there at uh, Randwick on Saturday, February four. We'll move on to race five. It was a uh, benchmark seventy eight handicap for the four year olds and upwards mares. Uh, mate, and again from the Joe Pride stable. Uh, Joe Pride's one of our favourites, and if you're on Twitter, uh, it's a little bit of beef happening at the moment because good old charlatan, but. We won't get into that. Uh, I think the racing game's a game of opinions, and it's fair to say when a, a horse that's won almost 300,000 but yet to win a race, there's a few different uh, opinions going around. But yeah, I think I, I preferably, like, I, I don't, there's no better place to be than in front. So, like, mm. I think when you jump well enough, um, put him into the race, like, I know that, uh, like, sometimes he's probably going to be a better horse ridden with cover, but when you're breaking a maiden, you're it's it's you're racing lesser horses you they're they're ultimately slower speed so you can get a cheap sectional in front you can control the race if yeah. one wants to go quick enough and lead you you just let it go i think probably when you want to win a race i'd suggest being aggressive in that first two to four hundred meters is your best bet so yeah. like he jumped well uh snag back to well not snag back but not not giving his head yeah. to find cover um, ends up ends up being three deep without cover, um, looms to win, finds one better. The horse that um, won the race, I think Peter Robel said that uh, it was actually sold to Hong Kong last right. week and it failed the vet, so that's why it went around. So yeah. might be smart. Uh, yeah. I don't know. But, yeah, he's running to a few smart ones. Like Toronomica uh, got the better yeah. of him in a midweek race and it's come out and run super Mm. Um, in that stakes race on Saturday. Yep. So, uh, yeah, he, he goes well. But, yeah, sorry, we're talking about Emma Gang here. She was well-backed uh, $8 into $5. I think she's busting to win a race. She just she drew kind of a little bit awkward in six. Um, I think they were probably wanting to land midfield, but she was caught three deep, so they snagged her back. Um, she ended up at the tail of the field. Then she was held up between the four and the two. Uh, even... 
even to the 175. But when she did get out, she just absolutely yeah. savaged the line. I loved her work through the line. She had the sixth best last 200 metres of the day. That was clearly the best late sectional of the race. So if she can find a race like that, um, she can land a couple of pairs close. I, I even think she would have made it interesting. She probably doesn't beat the winner, but she gets very close if she gets clear galloping room at the right time, and she would have run a clear second. So I thought she went super. I think she will win a race like this in the near future. I wouldn't see 1,400 metres as a problem either. So uh, a race like this in the near future, she can be hard to beat. Yep. Plenty to like about Enneagain. That winner was quite impressive. Sonora, I don't think I'd actually heard of the horse prior to Saturday, but uh, certainly uh, one to keep an eye on. Maybe they step that horse through the grades. But, mate, one other horse that uh, we want to add into the black book comes out of race seven. It was the 1,000-metre um, benchmark 94, won by Remark, who, since that throat operation, the gelding operation, he's come back a, a totally different horse. That was an enormous win first up with 62 kilos by Remark. But... One horse, Key Largo, back there for Bryce Hayes and Brett Preble. Not a great deal of luck in the straight. Yeah, I think this horse went super. Remark went super, 62 kilos, as you said. He had the right run he did. behind the speed. Yep. Uh, Travelled into the race like a good horse. Had a little bit left under the bonnet. There were a few good runs in the race, like Andermatt actually had the best last four and 200 metres of the day, and he's going to be better suited over further. But this horse, Key Largo, he was absolutely bolting in behind them. Um... I think he's only a, an 83 rider, so he's, he's eligible for much easier races than this. Yeah. Um, and he's been flying. The stable is flying. He actually had the second best last 400 metres of the day, and he was under a stranglehold. Um, so I think he would have probably... I think he should have run a place for sure. Yeah. So um, if he can go back... I don't think they're probably going to have, um, like, benchmark 88... Um, they're not going to want to win a race like that after that sort of run. He's probably going to see him in stakes grade soon enough. But, yep. um, yeah, he was he was very good. I think he was 80 days between runs or 60 days between runs, so he was only fresh. Um, 1,100 metres, not a problem. 1,200 metres, not a problem. So I think yeah. there's a race in him in the near future. Well, like you say, that last start that he had back in uh, the th- on the 3rd of December behind I and Me and on the lead, both of those horses have, have won subsequently to that. So... Uh, He's certainly a nice horse, and prior to that, he ran second in the Warra, uh, splitting Athelric and Dragonstone. Nothing wrong with that four mates, so I think you might be right that uh, this horse can certainly be in the winner's stall very shortly. Um, punters, if you are watching us on, on YouTube, or it'll be on Facebook as well, there's a bit of merch that you can get your hands on, uh, stubby coolers, hats, t-shirt that BJ's rocking, uh, the Instagram shop, that'll be... That'll be happening very shortly. We're just yeah, waiting. Yeah, um, week, I'd say. Hopefully, we're just waiting on Instagram to approve it, and it's been approved. It's been approved. Yeah, there you get go. A get an email. Yeah, Look so at that. Well, end we'll of the week. Watch this space. Um, so you can get your hands on some of the uh, merch. If you're in the tips and slips Facebook group, and you want to send a tip out, hashtag TLU Tipster of the Week, and you, you can get some and you can win some of it. Yeah, that's so. Right. So uh, plenty to get involved with. But uh, mate, they're the three horses to follow from the weekend that was. Moving forward, we touched on it earlier, there's plenty of um, reasons to be excited about what's coming up. We've got the CFO, we've got the uh, Apollo up in Sydney, the Light Fingers. Where do you want to start? The Apollo at Randwick? Yeah, start with the Apollo. Um, the good horse is back. The champ's back. Uh, Cox Plate winner. Had his colours lowered before the spell, but I think he was probably over the top there, and a couple of good horses beat him anyway, but... Um, 
yeah, obviously it's going to be hard to beat. 1,400 metres first up seems the right sort of yep. kick-off point. Um, the one that interests me here at the odds is probably hinged. Uh, she's pretty smart. She was outstanding in the uh, Golden Eagle. Yes. I thought she was great. Um, I thought she was great behind Enemo first up last preparation. Mm. Or was that second up last preparation? Um, but, yeah, she's... She, did I say hinged or did I say fangirl? You said hinged, but I think you meant fangirl. I meant fangirl. You meant fangirl. I meant fangirl. Yeah, she, yeah, she ran second in the uh, in the Golden Eagle behind I wish I win and probably should have won the race. Um, and then she, she clearly should have won the race. Yeah. And, yeah, I think first up last preparation, I haven't really looked into it, but, yeah, in the Winks, Winks stake, she was outstanding. She I was. think she was. I think she was nearly beaten by the barrier there. She drew the outside yeah. and she got back and Enemo found the right spot. So if you swap those gates, she, well, who knows what will happen, but um, he was outstanding there as well. But, yeah, I think she was she was a really good run there and at about $8, she, she asked paid $6 that day. So yeah. um, there is potential if she finds a dry track that she could get over the top of them. But She is nominated for the ore as well, um, the Group 1 down in Melbourne, where she's an $11 chance there. Uh, so I haven't, I haven't read anything to... F- Confirm where they're going with her yet, but uh, yeah, I wouldn't be jumping. I wouldn't be jumping in now. We'll just see what what gauge she draws. But she's mm. the one that sort of interests me. Yeah. Um, I'm Thunderstruck. He tried super. He did. He's probably, I don't know, the second. He's in the top three horses in Australia, isn't he? Oh, for mine, for sure. I'd have him. I'd have him probably top five. I don't top know if five. I could have him top three. Just, <laughs> yeah. just that. Oh, depends. I think Animo's in the top three. Oh, Animo. Well, he's probably number one. He's, he's a top seed. Yeah, would have and to he's be. deserved favourite, but whether or not he's a dollar sixty-five favourite over fourteen hundred metres, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, probably if he draws an alley, he's an even money chance. But if he draws, if he draws the outside, mm. then um, I don't know whether they go back. I don't know whether they push the button that early in the preparation. But be interesting. Um, but the, he should just win. He I'm should. He's, he should be too good for them. In the in the all, you they want to make a statement. They want to. Well, they're going to get into the All Star Mile anyway. But that's his race. Oh, um, it'd have to be. Yeah, so he's... Well, Around Mooney Valley, that could be the only little query for him. Well, he went super in the Cox Plate, so... True, true. Is that 2000? Yeah, 2000, mm. yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's going to be great racing this weekend, punters. Um, if you haven't yet joined members only, we're doing... Uh, we do previews of all the major meetings on Saturdays. Yep. Uh, Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane, Adelaide, and even Perth. Even These Perth. days, yep. um, if you are a member, and there, I saw there was a little bit of chat over the weekend about being confused and whatnot about the tips and whatnot. If you are a member, the the full previews are just a little bit of an added sort of incentive that we give out. They're not well, they're not the strategy, but if you're at home and or if you're at, if the, you're pub, at the pub and you want to, like if you want our assessment of the race, yep, there they are. We're like best bets. We, yeah, yeah, we're like. Exactly. An online version of best bets. If you want to, if you want to look yep. at the race, you can look in, you can get our thoughts on the race, yep. you can have a play. And like then, it. of course, the strategy. The strategy is for, That's for little baby. disciplined punters that, um, that want to win long term. Exactly. And they are winning long term. Yeah, and we lost on Saturday. That's yeah. just what happens. We take it good happens. prices, um, and that's all we can do. Yep. Beat SP. That's right. That's the goal. That's the goal. That's, I think, it for us. That's it. Punners, um, thanks for joining. Um, we'll have uh, a few podcasts out during the week. We'll have, a, obviously, Locked In on Thursday night, Tongue Tied with myself and Brody on Thursday. Um, and then, of course, the Saturday Strategy, which, if you're not a member, you can go back and listen to... On Sunday. Our Methods of Madness or... Uh, 
what, how we found these winners yeah, on Sundays. Winners, yeah, hopefully. Yeah, so plenty to listen to, plenty to look at. Good luck on the punt. Yes, good luck. Gamble responsibly. Thanks, Nick. Cheers, mate.